0: Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 55. Jinxum gets trapped in a ship in a bottle. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So first of all, let me start this out by saying um, welcome back. I know it has been a while since I have put out a goop tale, and a few of you have written a review on iTunes, (laughs) very sweetly asking me, did they disappear and where I am? So I want you to know I didn't disappear. I'm here and I've actually been doing some exciting things behind the scenes on Goop Tales to make things go better and go more smoothly. So I had to pull back for a minute so I could make it better in the future. And what I did was work with my web designer, and an actual graphic designer, and we came up with a bunch of ideas for the website because I'm going to completely redo the Goop Tales website, whereby all the new Goops are going to be added there, and there is going to be a page where there is a map of the entire world, and you can go and you can pick an area in the country um, or an area on the map you can pick a country or a city and you can like push that area on the map and it will show you what goop is in that area and you can you can actually pick a story by country so it's going to be really really fun to do that and there's going to be another section on there and this section is something that all of you really get to participate in because it is an area where I am going to put up the Goop names that are generated by the listeners. That means you. And you can go there and you can vote on which Goop name that you want me to create a story on next. So I need your participation there. And the website is not finished being programmed yet we have designed the whole thing it's in the works and it's coming so I'll let you know probably the next podcast which I promise won't take so long um that will be coming and then there'll be a very much an interactive component to the website and you get to go on and submit use not submit usernames but submit uh goop names And you get to vote on Goop names. So we are all in this journey together. And like I've always said, I'm going to keep doing the Goop Tales as long as you keep listening. So I apologize for the long length of time in between podcasts, but I am not gonna stop doing them. They are not going anywhere. So please keep listening. So on to today's story. So today's story is an original Goop called Jinxum. And Jinxum was submitted to me, or the idea for Jinxum was submitted to me by Lily. And Lily wrote in and said, hi there, I have a new Goop character for you. He is named Jinxum because he is always trying to jinx people. Like when you say something simultaneously with someone and you say jinx, and that person can't talk until someone says their name. Jinxum always tries to say stuff at the say stuff at the same time as you, just so he can jinx you. I got this idea from my little brother, David, because he used to always try to jinx me. I think it's really annoying. And Lily is from Larchmont. And thank you so much, Lily, for sending this in. I remember when I was little and we used to play the jinx game too. So it was fun to go back to those times and create this story for you. So let's get on with the story. Jingsom was so very clever. He would never give a reply like, whatever. He was a rascal that loved to joke, especially if another spoke. He would say the exact same thing and say it with a tiny sting. Chapter 1. Once upon a time, there was a very witty little goop named Jinxum. Jinxum had a mind that never stopped moving. He once felt around his head, trying to find an off switch to quiet his brain, but he found nothing. He tugged at one of his ears and closed his eyes, hoping it would stop his mind from racing. But that didn't work. He loved reading and having long, deep conversations because he found that it calmed him down and made his mind feel nice and settled. It was for this reason that the other goops loved to take long walks with Jinxum and discuss things like, if the world was round, why did no one ever fall off of it? And how can flies walk on the ceiling upside down? And why can you see the moon during the day and other such important matters? Jinxum always seemed to have an answer thanks to all the reading he did. The one thing the other goops found annoying about Jinxum was that he always said what they were saying right along with them then he would cup his hands around his mouth and call out, Jinx, I said it first. It was as if he could read their minds and he knew exactly what they were going to say. Jinxum got on splendidly with I thinka because she was always thinking about something and it didn't even bother her when he said, Jinx, because she was already thinking her next thought and not paying attention to anyone around her. One fine day in June, on World's Ocean Day, Jinxum and Ithinka decided they would wander out to the ocean and have a long discussion along the way about how all the plastic in the oceans was destroying them. Jinxum walked out his door, looked up at the shining sun, and his mind started to race takes approximately eight minutes for the light of the sun to travel to earth, and the sun is over one million times bigger than the earth. I wonder if Ithinka I knows all of this about the sun, he thought to himself. Jinxum soon arrived at Ithinka's house and knocked on her door. She opened the door quickly and immediately held up her hand to block the blinding sun. Then she asks, did you know that the sun is over one million times bigger bigger than than the earth? Earth? Jinxum said, bigger than the earth? At the exact same time, and immediately called out, Jinx, I said it first. Oh, Jinxum, you aren't going to be like this all day, are you? Sighed Ithinka, I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to see. He laughed. (laughs) Well, I'm quite sure the ocean isn't interested in hearing you say jinx all day long. And neither am I, laughed I think. uh. (laughs) The two of them set off towards the ocean, discussing the amount of plastic that was in it and how they were going to help clean it up. Did you know that there is about 1.5 million pounds of plastic Garbage being put into the ocean every hour, asked Ithinka. Jinxum frowned and shook his head. He didn't know that. I want to clean it up, up, said Ithinka, and Jinxum said, Clean it up, at the exact same moment she did, and laughed (laughs) and said, Jinx! Jinxum, you have to stop doing that, said Ithinka, as she gave him a little side eye. Jinxum just laughed. He couldn't help himself. As they turned around the bend, they saw the great blue ocean laid out before them. They stood in silence for a minute and admired the beauty of the blue water. And then they ran down to the shore. It's World Ocean Day! Let's get to work! sang out Ithinka. Why don't we gather up all the trash and plastic we find in a giant pile And at the end of the day, we could take it to the garbage cans. This'll be fun, said Jinxum, as he leaned down and picked up a plastic bottle and started the trash pile. All afternoon, Jinxum and Ithinka ran up and down the beach, picking up trash and taking it back to their garbage pile. They splashed in the water and made up songs as they cleaned the shore. Ocean, ocean, we love you. We will keep you clean and blue, your shores will be sandy and white, and we will never stop the plight. Towards the end of the day, as the sun started to set, Ithinka and Jinxum picked up all the trash they had gathered and took it to the garbage cans. As they picked up the very last piece of garbage from the pile, they saw a tiny glass bottle end sticking up from the sand. There was a hypnotic light glowing from the bottle and Jinxum reached down to pull it out from beneath the sand pile. Wait, it might be broken Broken glass! glass, warned Ithinka. Of course, Jinxum said, broken glass! At the same time as Ithinka, Ithinka just rolled her eyes. (laughs) Jinxum put his hand around the bottle end and it sucked him right into the sand, head first. I think I watched as jinxum's feet disappeared into the sand, and then he was gone. <laughs> Chapter Two Jinxum could feel sand sliding through his fingers and toes. He kept his eyes shut tight until he was shot out of a sand tunnel and landed with a kerplunk on a hard wooden deck. He landed on his bum, and so he had a little cushion, but not much. His eyes popped open, and he looked around. He was on some sort of ship. He looked upwards and saw the sail masts. There were no sails attached to them. He got up and walked around the ship. It seemed to be empty, so Jinxum decided he would explore. He walked towards the bow of the ship, and as he did, he looked out over the water. There was something odd about how the ship floated in the water. It bobbed along, but there was no sound of water hitting the sides of the ship. Jinxum looked around slowly and then walked to the edge of the deck to look over. He peered over and slowly shook his head as he opened his eyes wider, not believing what he was seeing. He saw a glass bottom where the ocean should be, and then he looked up and saw glass all around him. I'm in a ship in a a bottle," he gasped, and as he did, he heard a tiny gruff voice say, Ship in a bottle? At the exact same moment he did. And then he heard a laugh. And the voice said, Aye, aye, mate. Jinx on you. Aye, you got that right. You are in a ship in a bottle. Jinxum swung around, hardly believing what he was hearing. And there, across the ship, was a tiny pirate. A real pirate, no doubt but a tiny pirate. He wore a patch over his eye and was wielding a tiny sword. Jinxum immediately thought of Nevershare. Where am I? he asked. The little pirate (laughs) burst out laughing and then stopped abruptly. He stared at Jinxum for a long moment and started to shake his head slowly. Aye, mate, you're inside a bottle floating on the ocean. I've been here for near a hundred years, and I've circled the world many a time. You're the first company I've had inside the bottle, but I've seen plenty of action going on outside. How did you get here? asked Jingsum as he tried to keep the concern out of his voice. He didn't want to be stuck in a bottle for a hundred years. Aye, now there's a story said the tiny pirate as he shook his head back and forth. The little pirate then introduced himself as Roscoe. He told Jinxum that well over a hundred years ago, he roamed the high seas with his pirate band looting merchant ships and stealing gold and precious jewels. His pirate band had a secret hiding place for all of their loot near the Blue Prado in Malta. One day, Roscoe was on the cliffs of the Blue Grotto, looking out at the high seas to make sure no enemies were coming when he was grabbed from behind by Seawolf, the captain of another pirate ship that he had once robbed. Seawolf put his sword to Roscoe's throat and demanded to know where his loot was hidden. Roscoe refused to tell him. Seawolf ranted and raved and threatened Roscoe's life But Roscoe wouldn't budge. As night fell and a huge storm approached, Seawolf's parrot, Aladdin, flew from his ship and whispered in Seawolf's ear that he must leave before the storm came. The bewitched parrot, Aladdin, then turned to Roscoe and said, On a small ship you will live until the loot you decide to give. In a bottle you will roam and you can never go home. Unless you find the Red Sea and break the spell, you will have to open your mouth and tell. Roscoe had found himself inside the bottle ever since, and he desperately wanted out. But he had never been to the Red Sea. For some reason, the bottle never went to the Red Sea. Jinxum listened with wide ears, and as Roscoe finished his story, Jinxum looked out at the sea. It was red. Chapter Three Look, Look it's, it's the, the red, red Sea. sea shouted Jinxum and Roscoe in unison as they stared at the red water surrounding them. Jinxum quickly turned, put his hands around his mouth and said, Jinx, I said it first. Roscoe just laughed. (laughs) "I mate, you did. He was far too interested in the Red Sea surrounding the bottle to care about winning the Jinx game. Aye, finally, the Red Sea. I have waited over 100 years for this, Roscoe said with a smile. Where exactly is the Red Sea? Asked Jingsum, who was so excited he couldn't remember. Roscoe didn't hesitate. It's an inlet from the Indian Ocean, and it's between Asia and Africa. Ah, the Red Sea. I've waited a century to find you, he sighed. Jinxum turned to Roscoe and asked, "'What now? What what do we do?' Roscoe looked out at the red water surrounding them. He thought about his hidden loot in the blue grotto, and he wondered if it was still there after 100 years. He wondered if Seawolf was still roaming the seas looking for the loot. He wondered if he could break Aladdin's spell. He thought about the past 100 years Sailing around the world alone and how it had changed him. The only thing he really wanted now was to see the only family he had his pirate friends. He didn't want to be alone anymore, and he realized he didn't really care about all of his hidden treasure. All he ever did with it was hide it. Now he just wanted to get out of the bottle and go find his band of pirates. Then he said the spell of Aladdin out loud. On a small ship you will live until the loop you decide to give. In a bottle you will roam and you can never go home unless you find the Red Sea and break the spell. You will have to open your mouth and tell. Jinxon looked at Roscoe. You need to tell where the loot is, Roscoe, so we can both get out of this bottle and go home. You're right. I do need to tell. I will yell it out to the oceans. Then Roscoe put his hands to his mouth and shouted, I will take you to all my pirate loot. Just set me free. Both Roscoe and Jingsum stood still as they waited for a response, but nothing happened. Roscoe called out again this time harder and louder. I will take I you to all oh, my pirate loot. loot. Just set you me, set free. me free. free. This time, his voice bounced off the sides of the glass bottle and echoed back at him. Roscoe and Jinxum looked at each other again and waited in silence. Still, nothing. The inside of the bottle turned dark as a small hand suddenly wrapped around it and plucked it from the sea. From inside the bottle, Jinxum and Roscoe heard a child's voice say, Look, Mom, I found a bottle with a ship in it. Then the child held the bottle in the air and started to wave it about. Jinxum and Roscoe clung to the tiny ship inside the bottle as it was waved back and forth, back and forth. Aladdin's bottle, Aladdin's bottle, a parrot voice squawked from above. And without warning, Aladdin, the parrot, swooped down from the sky and grabbed the bottle from the child's hand with his claws. Aladdin flew high above the Red Sea at a rapid pace. All Roscoe and Jinxum could do was stare down at the Red Sea below them. It was a magnificent sight. An entire sea of turquoise blue and red. They were so entranced by the sight that they almost forgot where they were until Jinxum shouted, "Look!" as he pointed down at an enormous pirate ship in the ocean below them. It was not Roscoe's ship. Chapter 4 Aladdin quickly descended to the pirate ship below and released the bottle into the hands of Seawolf. Roscoe in bottle, Roscoe in bottle, said Aladdin as he perched on Seawolf's shoulder. Seawolf held up the glass bottle and stared at it. He examined the tiny ship inside and gave out a bellowing laugh. ah ha ha is this where that sorry fellow Roscoe is? Where he has spent the last hundred years? he bellowed. I'm awaiting Roscoe, awaiting the location of me loot. Listen, listen, Captain, said Aladdin. Listen to what? sneered Sea Wolf, as he stared at the bottle. Then he got very still and lifted the bottle to his ear. He listened closely as he heard a tiny but familiar voice say, Release us, and I will tell you where your loot is. Seawolf cocked his head in puzzlement and looked at Aladdin. Us? Who is us? he asked. Aladdin didn't know who us was, but he didn't want to admit it. Rascoline! Rascoline! he said. <laughs> Seawolf let out a loud bellowing laugh again and said, I, Aladdin, release him. After one hundred years, Aladdin finally spoke the words that would break the spell. After roaming the world, your lesson you have learned, your spell will be unfurled and your freedom will be earned. With the secrets you reveal, we will seal this deal. No sooner than Aladdin had said the word deal, deal. Then out popped a very tiny Roscoe and Jinxum who blew up to full size as Aladdin and Seawolf watched in amusement. At his full height, Roscoe towered over Seawolf, even after 100 years of being in a tiny bottle. Jinxum appeared right beside Roscoe, but he was only knee-high. Seawolf looked them up and down, taking them in, And then he called out to his crew, Prisoner mates, come take the small one away. I may be small, but you aren't taking me away. I'm with Roscoe, said Jinxum, as he stared bravely up at Sea Wolf. Sea Wolf just (laughs) laughed as he motioned for his pirates to come and capture Jinxum. Roscoe looked down at Sea Wolf and said, Leave him be, mate. He's with me, and his freedom must be guaranteed with mine. Then I will tell you where the loot is hidden. Roscoe spoke with calm confidence. He had nothing to lose. He didn't care about the loot anymore. He didn't want it. There was nothing that Wolf could take from him. Seawolf held up his hand to stop the pirates from taking Jinxum. Leave them, mates, he said. Then he looked at Roscoe and said, Make me a treasure map and don't try anything sneaky. Aladdin can reverse his spell anytime. Roscoe nodded and drew out a map. He marked the hidden caves of the Blue Grotto of Malta and outlined the secret path to get there. When he was finished, he handed it to Seawolf and said, I'll be off now. Tell that parrot of yours to work his magic. Then he leaned down and grabbed hold of Jinxum's hand. Aladdin nodded his head up and down and said, Good work! Good work! Spell broken! Blink, blink! Go home! jinxum and Roscoe looked at each other and smiled. And then they both said, Blink, blink! at the exact same moment. And with that, they disappeared. And. In what seemed like the blink of an eye, Jinxum felt his tiny feet land in warm sand. He blinked again and looked around. He was back at the ocean where he had left Ithinka and the sun was setting. Jinxum wondered how long he had been gone for and then he scanned the beach in search of Ithinka, but she was nowhere to be found. Ithinka was being chased by a lion that guards the New York City Library. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, so that was it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed Jinxum. And if you did, you know what I'm going to ask you. I would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review. And if you don't know how to do that, you can just go... To gooptails.com forward slash reviews. And I have the links and I have a little demo that shows you how. I'm also updating that when the new website comes out. So it's even more clear than it already is. But leaving a review on iTunes means so much to me. It's a way that you can communicate with me. And it's also a way to help spread the word. And the more you help me spread the word by telling people on iTunes and telling your friends that you think would enjoy Gooptails, the more it keeps me going. So please, that is the only thing I would ask of you um, is to leave a review. And then you can also get a coloring book and a coloring book is free. It's a downloadable PDF and that is at gooptails.com. When you go there, you can get a coloring book of goops. And lastly, you can get a gooptails t-shirt and really help support the co- podcast by going to shop.gooptails.com, and you can pick out your favorite goop on a t-shirt. And we've got several different colors there and it's got the goop on the front and the poem on the back. So I would love it if you would get a t-shirt and help support the podcast. And that is it for this story. I promise not such a long time before I think it comes out. I already know where she's going and you do too. And I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. So until then, make every day a goop day.